0: This is the Video Jumpyard Podcast. Here, here.
1: A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. It's alive! It's alive!
0: It's alive! The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, hello.
2: In this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. It's
0: time. Hello, and welcome to another new episode of Video Junkyard Podcast. And we're leaning heavily in the junkyard this season, or this episode, and joining me are my two compatriots, Joe and Eric. Gentlemen, how are we doing this I, beginning of fall season? I didn't know William Shatner was leading us in the but cool. I didn't know it was going to go that route either. <laughs> um, I think it's mainly yeah. because I just chugged a beer yeah. And yeah, I'm trying to fight the burps. Maybe that's what's his secret. Anyways, how are you guys? Burping in between words there. Good. Doing good. So. Spock. Uh, <laughs> Turned okay, to Rick and Morty this? real quick.
1: <laughs> you sounded more like Christopher Walken just saying Spock. <laughs> Whoa! We're not going to do that.
0: Gonna the shields are going to break. Oh, fuck. <laughs> doing good. Yeah. doing Long, good. Longest answer to a fucking how you're doing question.
2: Yeah. 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 Been Busy a, but good. Yeah, it's uh, good for you guys. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a day. But I,
1: I, I did get to watch a really good movie today in my office in between classes, so.
0: That's a good start. That's nice. Yeah. It was this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm glad. Because uh, I made the suggestion of this one. Uh, and you, Eric?
2: Yeah, I, I watched it as well, so. Oh, I was asking <laughs> how you were <laughs> doing. <laughs> oh, <How> I'm doing. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, what do you think I'm here for? No. Uh, I'm doing good. It's I've been busy. I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the air. I, I probably have, but if I haven't, I just... Uh, went back to school, so I'm started to pull into like doing a 180 and starting a new career. So
0: it's a good time to start to hand uh, out that s- free school money. So, yeah, no. that's right. That's a joke. So, yeah. just in case anyone else doesn't fucking <laughs> we, we are for the aid, anyways. Yes, uh, and being all of us are you know people that are
2: holding student loan debt at the moment, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, it's just been keeping me busy. It's been good, but. But busy. I think you forget how uh, how much a full credit load of uh, <laughs> yeah, full time student does, or how much you have to be kind of tuned in. So yeah, yeah. The first it's... time around, like you know, you don't have all the things like kids and a life and other things going on. Um, yeah. Well, just the energy it's too.
0: Like yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I can eat all the toppers that I want. Yeah, no, but, it's no, just I'm like not. I don't even have time for toppers. I'm, kids were eating toppers. Yeah, I can't even eat toppers. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I couldn't eat it in my twenties either. It's like, why yeah. do kids? Eat, why do, Why are we eating this shit? Because it makes you shit. T- Anyways, um, yeah. Well, it's cool for you to get started and yeah. doing your thing, and you've been yeah, that's awesome slaying some exams too. It sounds. oh like uh, well, we'll see if slaying <laughs> is the right word, but that
2: seems to be the yeah, parlance of our funny. times. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, nothing like going into a dragon cl- cave to slay the dragon, and then you don't find out how well you did until like a week or two later. It's like D- I killed it, yeah. right? Did I? Ah, oh, it killed me. I'm oh, I'm just know. talking about how the,
1: the word "slay" is used by kids, kids and teens, people in their twenties. Apparently, All oh, don't that. age yeah.
0: yeah. I, I us. Just, I just
2: I
1: keep hearing it. It's it's the new word. it's
2: like slaying things, as in like I killed it or I yeah. You know, I, Except I mean, it's, it's now
1: apparently just, and I say this having observed a twelve-year-old that lives in my house. Um, <laughs> Please tell me it's your kid. Yes,
0: because yes, you need yes. to have that bit <laughs> <Neat>. <laughs> to say that you have a twelve-year-old <laughs> yeah. in your house that you just watched. Disclaimer: It <laughs> is actually <laughs> joking. It's yet. my daughter. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and just her and her friends come over, and I'm like they're in the living room, and I'm in the kitchen getting dinner ready, and I just overhear some parts bits words of their conversation, you know, whatever that kind of random noise is, and they're like, oh yeah, I took that that example, slay. Yeah, oh, I got this new shirt, oh, that's slay. I'm like, what
0: the fuck does that mean? What does that mean?
2: That's, I guess it just means that's cool, that's awesome. I don't know. I. That's exactly... I mean, I'm is. sure, yeah, the way they're using it, that's uh, definitely what, what it means, yeah. but...
0: Some term of affirmation has always changed by next every next generation. I always wonder what it was like for older generations to hear us say, cool or dude or gnarly yeah i i but cool and dude kind of came out of like when our
2: maybe not my parents so much because they're ancient but <laughs> but like the last generation like uh, you know the 60s and 70s those two terms were definitely something that well, came co- out of that cool, era, I think,
1: cool but, goes way back yeah you know cool goes back that's you know beatnik and yeah, the you know,
2: fifty, forties and fifties. So. Yeah, probably. I think you find earlier. that certain
0: strains just repeat over every generation. It's yeah.
2: I, I mean, the eighties and nineties certainly had their their slang words and things, but I think I think no, cool and maybe dude was one that was more of our our generation, but that's cool,
0: dude. Yeah, there was like the surfer <laughs> yeah. dude
1: kind of eighties influence.
0: Um, Fucking. Three old yeah. men just start reminiscing in the beginning of their podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say I, I, yeah, just... I actually had, had a. Go ahead.
2: I actually had a friend tell me like I yeah I've been uh, listening to some of your podcasts and I was like oh yeah like it, it, basically not really asking for feedback but I was like oh yeah and <laughs> like hope hope you're enjoying it and he goes yeah I turned on so and so episode he's like you guys talked for so long you didn't ever talk about the movie so I turned it off I'm like. Oh, okay. Well <laughs> like maybe we should have, like I, I swear we probably eventually got to the movie. You could have just kinda of skipped but you didn't have to turn it off, but okay, whatever. So
0: that's <laughs> the middle that's of the Some, some, fe- some <laughs> that tactful feedback from that's yeah. what editing. So this episode, <laughs> we're actually going to segue in the last so, 10 minutes, but this whole mm. fucking hour is going to be us th- doing this, because I yeah, just so had my 33rd first birthday. Yeah. 33rd first. Right. 33rd first. Yes, it's the I'm, first time uh, I'm turned I'm never going to be 33. 30, 30, 33 again. It's the first time I've ever turned 33. Right. Yeah. So, and, so what else are
2: you guys angry at young people about? So, nice. Well, it's a weird <laughs> part in my life where it's just like, or I turned 33. Or Dan Fogelberg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, 33 just, is it's you know what? I don't know. I I think I think when Joe? I turned 33 Joe, I was
0: yeah. Let me talk about my experience. Jesus oh. fucking Christ. I was going to say I just turned 33 and I'm in that weird in-between spot where I got Legos and I was happy about it and ah. then I mm-hmm. also been watching Columbo and I'm also happy about it. So it's a weird period Oof. of time in my life. But what about you? Turn in thirty three. Sorry. I didn't mean to come off so rude about it. I just no, was that's cool. eager to fucking um, share that joke.
2: <laughs> it, I, I have I a good joke, when I, stop. When <laughs> when I've, I've turned been sitting on it for five minutes, no joke. So when your when friend I,
0: said we talked too long, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't fucking deny. Yeah. Uh, well when no, I just know when I turned thirty three I remember thinking,
1: Oh shit, I'm like getting into my thirties. And it was that same kind of like there's a there's dread, but it's not there yet. I'm not forty no. yet. Now I'm just like ah fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> my 30s have essentially been a blur
2: I remember like turning 30 like I remember like my birthday party and then everything after that's been kind of a you know mostly because it's like shortly after that I got married and then I had kids and then I had like it was just all this like you know life event kind of stuff and that's the kind of stuff that makes time fly I think like that's
0: yeah I mean sometimes I know you find yourself just sitting there wondering, should I just hang out with the boys and make obscure references to movies? This is the best segue I could make. We yeah. are watching. Be kind. I mean, rewind. And that is, is that the a segue, or is that just what we actually do to cope with our aging? Because I, I think it's all the thematic. Part. To be <laughs> honest I think
1: with you, we needed this like eight-minute intro into this. <laughs>
2: it's, yeah. it's a we lost.
0: We lost all the weak, and all that remains is the strong. Thank you for those yes. who are still with us. <laughs> yes. As I raise my invisible glass. In the yeah, air. it's it. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I had to take. Well, a yeah, sip now, of that the... now that all the
0: now that all the young whippersnappers out there have tuned out by this point. So <laughs> did he mention Colombo? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so this week's movie uh, is *Be Crying, We Wined*, which was my pick uh, in, in 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 response to Joe's last week pick. Dave builds a maze. Rewound uh, this tape all over, and it's blank. Really? This video don't work. Yours looks like
1: this.
2: Look! 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 All the tapes are blank. It's the TV, Mike. Show me how. You... Why is it doing that? Does that happen when you do it? Uh oh. What is wrong with you? Why is it doing that when you do that? You're magnetized. You erased these tapes. It's you. You gotta find new tapes. I got a better idea. Follow me. When you're walking down the street yeah. and you see a little ghost, what? what you gonna do about
1: Ghostbusters?
2: What? What? What is that? That's the Ghostbusters theme song. No. I'm pretty sure it is. It's something strange. Stay where you are. You know I'm on my way. I
0: got slime. That wasn't bad. What else y'all got?
2: I will shoot you and I know robot
0: karate. Ah! Ah! Nothing from nothing, leaves, nothing. Ah! Oh! These are not just simple remakes. Yeah, yeah. Oh! What's happening to her eyes?
2: Our version is better. Our version is only 20 minutes. you gotta have something. We're celebrities now. <laughs> People recognize me in the street. Ready? Go over the kids. Go now, ah! kids and now. <clears throat> Why do I have to kiss Wilson? You have to keep her from blowing your I'm head off. K- Amethyst. Stop trying to beat your People want to see these movies. I have a warrant to destroy all your tapes. It's the FBI too warning, too it's at the beginning of the tape. But we erased that. Stop trying to be your Damn, they're good. They can shoot any style. You name it, we shoot it. Be kind, rewind, videos a la carte. Nothing
0: from nothing, the nothing movies with
2: heart <laughs> and soul Driving misty. Okay! Well, this did, okay, so are you are you deaf? Knock it off! Don't you talk to me like that? Go like the wing run! Run, hokey! No, no.
0: <laughs> this movie is a two thousand eight film, uh, directed and written by Michelle Gaudry, uh French director of such uh, known films as uh well, various music videos and "Internal Sunshine" of the spotless mind, a personal fave of mine. Uh, this movie uh, takes place in uh, Passaic, New Jersey. Is that right? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. New Jersey, Passaic.
2: Passaic, yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: Passaic, New Jersey. Experience the antics of two outcasts, Jack Black and Most Def, as they attempt to save local video store in this outrageous, outbeat, offbeat comedy written by Michelle Gaudry, amateur filmmaker. Uh, director mike played by most must find a way to save the business after his magnetized friend jerry played by black uh erases every movie in the store using an outdated video camera and their own special effects uh the two embark on an adventure to remake all the movies from Ghostbusters to drive-in miss daisy turning the two town misfits into local celebrities that's about spot on for this yeah
2: yeah yeah it's a lot better than you usually get from the back of the box, so... Yeah,
0: Yeah, I lucked out there. I mean, I would have to fucking, like, do it a la carte off the back of my fucking mind. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> For those so, of you on the Patreon, you might be getting a special edit. Um, so, both of you have copies of this? I,
2: I do. I, he owns it. I got it from the library, so... Okay. Yeah, I, I don't actually own it,
0: but... Okay. Um... But, uh, yeah, so this movie, I just want to briefly say, I suggested this movie as a response to Joe's last week because of the theme of uh, building shit out of pretty much trash and making mm-hmm. it kind of impressive and fun. So that was my response to Dave Builds a Maze. But have you guys ever seen this movie uh, prior? I had not, no.
1: This is one that I, so it came out in 2008. I remember it coming out and remember it being on my list of something I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. and then same and I heard it was really good and then i just didn't for whatever reason and forgot about it
0: yeah i know the feeling because yeah. i actually bought this at a used dvd store like fought for hold on time eight years ago but it was also on my list i just lucked out what about you eric
2: yeah kind of the same i feel like i remember when it came out um and looking at it like at the rental store and being like Oh, this look! Or I heard this was good, or this is interesting. I don't know. I remember, the, I definitely remember the poster slash video cover art with them riding the videotape that you have behind you there, Ryan. Yeah, um, that's just the iconic thing and, for
0: this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. Although, once I sat down and started watching it, I feel like there were moments of this that were, I don't know. It could be totally imagined too, because I'm like, I might have seen some of this or partially part of this, because the the concept seemed familiar, and then some of the, I don't know. Anyway. If it's I had seen like it, with Dave I builds didn't a maze, Kind it. of, or makes a yeah, maze. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if I had seen it, I definitely didn't like commit it to memory very well. Because you know, yeah.
0: yeah, it's uh, it was like like I said, same to Joe with me in this situation. It was on my list for the longest time. It definitely during this time, like around two thousand eight, um, I was just leaving high school, and that summer before I went on to. Um, college i was just shooting movies kind of i say movies loosely it was more so just experimenting with whatever camera i had with friends making just stupid ridiculous shit so seeing like Mm. the the trailer for something like this you bet your ass it fucking excited me Mm -hmm. and then it just never happened until one day i happened upon it for like three bucks used and i totally bought it and fell in love with it um well and i think that's a a thing too that's Probably
1: not really uncommon among people around our age bracket that they would do stuff like that because that was around the time video cameras were, it was more, it was becoming more common to see them in the home. Well, course, and also like the someone who had one.
0: dawn of YouTube mm-hmm. was happening like just around that time. Well, I mean, it happened just years prior to well, I'm it.
1: talking, I'm talking even earlier. Like, I know, I know, but with yeah. the
0: YouTube thing, yeah, like that was only building even. That was like making it higher and higher.
1: But I mean, I remember being in high school. Obviously, that's in the late '90s. But you know, making Eric, you and I used to. I don't. We didn't Swede movies like this. but... No. But yeah, no, we we would, we would write skits and short
2: movies, and we'd record them exactly like this. Yeah, we in multiple points and like i, I had tr- tr- attempted to make movies or write stage plays or do whatever as a kid but i, I yeah the movies we made i think were the times because well you had a camera like i had a, my dad had a video camera but it was one of those things like that you don't touch this this is you know, yeah our family video camera kind of thing and so when you got that vhs camcorder and yeah i think that we just started writing and yeah, yeah. basically yeah
1: it's a camera yeah, very similar good. to the one they use in this movie. <laughs> yes, um, it was, except it was just like the cheap one I got. I think I got it for Christmas one year because the small, um, micro was it micro VHS or something? Or like yeah, VHS C. Yeah.
2: Well, there I think there was a micro size too. VHS C was like the... VHS C. You know, yeah. Like it was before. Set. You know, it was around the time those were becoming more
1: inexpensive so the ones that took the full vhs tapes were like you could get them for nothing yeah and so i got one of those and you know they yeah we, we you could still buy blank vhs tapes so i bought a shitload of them and we just you know tried doing stop motion animation we just hit record stop real quick and then move your dinosaur toy and record stop <laughs> but, you know. so well, that's yeah kind of
0: yeah, and this 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 movie uh, does a very good job of just showing that kind of... I think the strong bits is showing that like, what can you make with what little you have. Yeah. And uh, also it kind of has like that weird... Well, because the whole movie is based on the fact that VHS is created with magnets and you have to like erase the things. You have to create the conflict. But it has a weird way of just kind of bringing back that nostalgia of like these weird little like intricacies and uh, uh, imperfections that VHS have that give it its style uh, mm-hmm. I would guess it was like no different than when you, one watches a silent film and you're just used to like the film grain and the, the click clack and the, the shutter. and uh, same with VHS like the lines, the zigs and so forth and um, Michelle Godry uh, who directed this and wrote this like I've been kind of fond of his work um, for mainly his music video stuff. Uh, how about you guys, really quick? Like,
2: I I was trying to like look through his uh, filmography real quick and see what other movies I've seen of his, and Eternal Sunshine's the only other one that I've seen.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of music which, videos. He did a lot of music videos.
2: Which, yeah, I'd have to look at what those were because I'm sure I've probably seen some. But... Um, but yeah, I, I do like, I really, really like Eternal Sunshine. I just recently rewatched that, and it's still, I think it's an incredibly good movie. So, um, so yeah, I guess the other one that I've seen by him, I enjoy a
0: lot. So that's, that's really my only other. Uh, yeah. Well, he, yeah, he kind of the has same a, for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he's known for having a style of, of ingenuity, of, of creating like these super surrealist kind of situations or taking a material and really going somewhere with it Mm -hmm. like i remember there being a music video and i forgot the song entirely it's one of those things in the back of my mind where i could never find it even though i know somebody knows it but i couldn't but the music video itself um like it was just these rockers and the whole world was like made of yarn and shit or something like that and it was like a kaiju and at one point one of the rockers gets pulled in half and it's just a bunch of yarn um, and then they sew him <laughs> back together and his legs are backwards. He has this like fun little, uh, way about going about things. And I think that's what started me onto some of his movies. And, and I only seen the two, to be honest, like I haven't gone much deeper, but I do own act- a DVD of like all of his music videos collected or a uh, little short things. So, mm-hmm. um, it's like a weird little soft spot, but this movie kind of does a lot of that. Um, and sweeted you guys ever remember sweeted like because again the youtube thing like they were there was this stuff kind of happening
2: yeah i don't like that that's new to me from this movie like i yeah i never knew that outside of this watching this
1: today it that term caught my attention
0: really and i
1: i started remembering hearing about and maybe it was an article i read about the movie because i never saw it but I maybe it was something I read about how that was becoming a thing. People were starting to do this because this was fairly popular for a moment. Yeah. Um. You know. And so I, I remember that and it was kind of funny because I I had this like weird memory of a memory like I remember reading that now I don't remember where I was but thinking oh yeah I, we kind of did stuff like that as kids. You know like mm-hmm. I was just saying so. But so yeah this this took me this kind of took me back to that era because i remember how yeah. much fun it was doing this kind of shit um and it's and it's a quirky setup which is, is. is typical of of gondry it's it is. it's a very quirky setup with you know jack black getting magnetized and how he's a conspiracy theorist they were the 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 hats at night the like wire hats
0: okay. yeah so he lives for those who haven't seen the movie he lives in a junkyard next to a giant transformer. And so he thinks every night that the transformers leach in waves into his brain. So anybody who's there has to wear like this weird metal hat. And it's funny seeing uh like <laughs> Danny movie Glover. legend Danny Glover in a <laughs> with a colander on his fucking head as he's telling yeah. this story. Like yeah. no no addressing the fact that that stuff is there. Uh uh yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about um
1: Glover's character.
0: Oh yeah. Mr. Let's Fletcher.
1: Do that. Uh yep. because it's a really sweet role, you know. He's it this, is. this old guy. He runs this little video store that people. It, it's it's, a, it's really it's kind of neighborhood staple. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have much, but you know he. It's a dollar a rent kind of a thing, and he he's very particular about his business. But you know, and then all VHS, all VHS,
0: all VHS. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a theme of obsolete kind yeah. of because he's in a yeah. corner of a building that is due to be demolished to be make room for condos. So, gentrification! That doesn't sound Mm -hmm. familiar.
1: So he's always Um, talking about how that building is historic because it's where Fats Waller was born. Yeah. Supposedly. Supposedly. And actually, I did like how there are quite a few really great jazz musicians in this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, The scene when Fletcher goes on his trip and he's visiting with his old buddies, those are all, like music legends
0: <laughs> really i didn't yeah, yep, that was not them. a thing i caught
1: yeah so that was that was really cool um
0: even the guy who's selling the dish brush
1: oh yeah it's like there's let's see who's all in they're all uncredited yes, but bro. it's um booker t jones steve cropper donald duck dunn you might remember him from blues brothers yeah blues brothers uh, dan yep. yep jimmy scott and uh mccoy tyner interesting yep all all jazz musicians
0: uh, i scroll down to the cast i can see they all have like a wikipedia yeah. article yeah yep.
1: but because i i recognized donald dunn i recognized him right away um but and then i was like wait a minute are, are, are any i looked it up to make yeah, sure booker all of a sudden, t's I'm like, oh, like booker t and the mgs right yeah like that's
2: yeah yeah okay yep
1: <laughs> so there's there's these little quirky things like even that in this you know like it's all about well and it especially i like that little jazz connection because jazz is all about free form you just kind of make it work right yes that's this is a very very deliberate
2: on michelle gondry's part i think in that yeah jazz was intentional as kind of the backbone of this yeah draw and it's and i I don't want to like jump forward too much but one of the things that i absolutely love is is him making these kind of I don't know if they're like out there connections because they're definitely connections and it's really cool that he's drawing something like improvisational jazz to like no budget filmmaking and just kind of the same way, the improvisational um, spirit of that. And I love that, drawing those lines well, together because it's not something you would you would just usually put in the same category. So Yeah.
0: Well, Jerry himself, Jack Black's character, uh, refers to them as a la carte as well yeah. as like <laughs> other people. Yeah. Um, talking about like oh they're so short yeah but they're the best bits and it's just like that's what's so funny about these yeah and um i i actually do watch a few sweeted things that are still made to this day specifically um by one group that i forgot their name entirely at this moment of course i did because why not uh where they do certain classic anime redone so they've been doing like dragon ball z sagas but the best part about these things is that they kind of they're kind of like a uh, abridged version of something, where yeah. it's just like it, it. It adds to that that old that zeitgeist it's meme like the, the commentary. They're, yeah, they're,
1: they're making mm. the cliff notes of movies on post-its. You know, like this is <laughs> yeah. all
0: about nostalgia, as mm-hmm. well as it is like. Yeah, what do you remember in. of these? And
1: yep. uh, well, even I How think even casting most
2: deaf and Jack Black together is a bit of a form of that, and yeah. they work together really well. Yeah, oh, they they're do. good. They got good timing and chemistry together as, like, a comic duo, if you want to call them that, but, like, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: they almost have a little bit of a, um, yeah, I don't know, not not really. They're actually kind of more interesting in a way, but, like, I was going to say, a, a Clerks-type Dante Randall situation going on with the two of them, but. A little I would bit say, of a like, that couple. mixed with Beavis yeah. and
0: Butthead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of like, know, they're both not like the smartest.
2: Oh no, yeah, they're both not the smartest people yeah. you're ever going to run into. But, but they oh. they both, even uh, Jack Black's character Jerry, um, I think they both had their their heart is in the right place. Both these guys, even Jerry, I think you questioned that a little bit at the beginning. But once you get to know him a little more, you're
0: like, okay, yeah, he's he's who
2: he is. But yeah,
0: yeah. But then they get they get a third character and uh, Alma played by yep. uh, Melanie Diaz, mm-hmm. um, which uh, she was actually quite fun in this movie.
2: Yeah, uh, she ended up being a, a favorite character. Actually, she's she's good. She kind of ends up being a bit of the straight woman
0: in it. Yeah. But she's it the works. one that really wrangles them in, but right? But it, it yeah.
1: works really well. You kind of I think you need that in this. You need someone like her in this. To otherwise, I think the the premise well, she, is great, but I think otherwise it has a risk of falling apart without
2: some kind of... R- someone to reel it in a little bit. Yeah, Alma as a character does that for the other characters. It's... it's she... takes this seriously enough to kind of steer their ambition or whatever in the right direction or kind of, yeah. you know... Yeah, and
0: um, she always the one who whips out... like, when they find themselves cornered in a situation. She's the one that has the quick resolve, mm-hmm. actually to like this is how we can redo this like she's actually the best at this but funny enough uh there's kind of like uh a parallel between like how she is in this movie where she doesn't she's not not even on the cover of it like she she is a main character but it doesn't ever feels like she really is and how that kind of parallels with women in the film industry as well That seem yeah, to be yeah. sometimes overshadowed she does get a photo on the back of the DVD box yes but, yeah
2: yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Mia Farrow. Is it's funny that you spell. say that because, like, yeah. I have a sticker right, yeah. right on her. Mia photo. Farrow oh, and Danny <laughs> Glover are both popping up in this movie, but especially Mia Farrow was, was, was surprising to me. Um, once I kind of put two and two together of who Michelle Gondry was and, like, at what point in his career this was, I'm like, okay, well, he's got, you know, he's already got some some credits to his name at this point. So I, I guess yeah. it's not that weird, but, um, it's a you know, a buddy comedy about, you know, two two kind of misfits remaking their favorite movies or remaking, you know, well known movies is not the kind of thing you expect to see Mia Farrow or or Danny Glover for that matter <laughs> in
0: and, yeah. I mean Danny Glover has appeared in some odd choice movies. And mm-hmm. then you think about Mia Farrow and well, prior to the controversy with Woody yeah. Allen, it's not entirely out of left field. But it's interesting. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and
1: then Sigourney Weaver has a very, very brief appearance. Yes, like, yeah. like she seems to do a lot lately or over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah,
2: it's kind of what she does now. I think is just play small side characters, but, but usually, true, it is kind of odd premise, that Sigourney right? Weaver plays a character in this movie in which Ghostbusters is a a large portion of like um, makes it kind of meta and weird, I guess, that uh <laughs> it's a Gorning Weaver. But hey, that's uh, Um Yeah. It's not the largest suspension of disbelief that I need to for this movie. So no, I, I think
0: the the last bit on cast I'd like to bring up is the fact that they actually used a lot of uh residents of um, Passaic New Jersey, actually. Oh yeah. If you yeah. guys didn't know that. I know that because I watched the behind-the-scenes DVD. They actually shot on location, and they actually had a lot of people in the neighborhood show up in the movie. Um... Actually, a lot of the people that they interact with in the story are actually people in the movie.
2: Oh, Uh, cool. And Mia Farrow
0: actually makes a line in that whole, uh, special feature about how, like, she's always like, yeah, you know, I always say anyone can act with given the right passion, and, like, this movie kind of shows it. Um... In fact, if you remember the scene uh, when they first discovered that the videos have been de-magnet- demagnetized, mm-hmm. there's a woman and there's a guy yeah. saying, like, hey, our movies are gone. The guy is the actual owner of the junkyard that they shot in. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they actually have, like, some footage of them, like, "Like, hey, we're going to shoot a movie on this spot. Like, And it's just like, do you like movies? Not really. Do you like comedies? Oh, I love comedies. Like, it's interesting to see, like, just like a... Uh, it was quite an emotional, like, little feature at, like, a lot of people uh, were actually a part of this, which adds to the theme of this movie of, yeah, like, say, community. That's a big part of the, especially the later
2: part of the movie, is the community coming together around this video store and around these, yeah, you know,
0: these, these yeah. stupid little movies. <laughs> so, like, and, like, taking yeah, part so. of it, because everyone wants to see themselves on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. But let's I... talk about... Oh. No, go ahead i was gonna say i was gonna say let's transition to the actual movies themselves which are yeah got to say like that like there's a lot of funny bits in this movie but it's those fucking like scenes that they're shooting i think are the the funniest what about you guys who yeah. wants joe why don't you start well the the ghostbusters one from the, the first one
1: they do yeah. is ghostbusters and as somebody who spent a significant portion of their youth with random things strapped to their back and something as a proton blaster. Like, you just got creative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was really impressed with, with what they threw together at such short notice in the film. Like, you know, the, like the, the The idea tinsel? of having the tinsel with the yeah. fishing rods, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of their little effects, when they've got Slimer going through the wall and then he appears on the other side where it's just... I believe it was Mo's Def with like a green light and a, a clear garbage bag over him, going ah, running at the camera, and then he like stops at the wall. They cut. I remember doing those kind of cuts on my VHS camcorder. That's
2: exactly how you pulled off special effects moments, and yeah, yeah.
1: you just hoped that when you I, the problem was always when you'd hit pause on the camera, it would shake the tripod just enough. Where when you hit record again, it was
2: off by like a little yeah. bit. We should dig out the one of the movies that we made. I remember um, that's how we, the uh, demon character. I, I guess it, Clive Barker's not going to sue us, but it was an oh. adaptation of a Clive Barker movie or story called The Yattering and Jack. Yeah. And when when the yattering, which is the name of the demon character, would appear and disappear, that's exactly how we did yeah. it. those awkward like pause, <laughs> like pop into frame kind of. I mean, the same thing they were doing in you know really old silent movies as well. The sa- same effect. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was exactly the same so it but yeah those kind of like
1: little things they're doing it, it took me back but the the ghostbusters one in particular got my attention because like oh wow that's really clever how they're actually doing a lot of these effects and stuff i mean i'm looking at their thrown together costumes for these movies thinking that's actually pretty good that's better than i yeah. could have done
2: <laughs> yeah i think that's they're, yeah. The
1: RoboCop one
2: too. There were some moments in the in these movies that uh, I, I love the spirit of it, and I love what it's trying to say. And, and obviously, it's it's a it's a movie itself, and it's, it needs to be entertaining. And, um, but yeah, I was pretty impressed with their ability to throw that stuff together in like a matter of minutes. It's like, nah, this stuff would have taken us all afternoon, or all you know, all of a weekend to build and put together all that kind of stuff, and it would still look this cheap and awful. But like, right? Because like, what
0: the 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 drive for them to first get Ghostbusters is where, uh, I gotta find yeah. Mia Farrell's character's name. Uh, Ms. F- Ms. Faleswitz or something like that? Whatever. Faleswitz, yeah, something like that. Yep. Danny Glover's love interest, essentially, uh, is, like, they don't want her to tell, uh, that, yeah. uh, that they've, they've fucked up everything, uh, and they're like, give us give us the end of the day to get Ghostbusters for you. And they just shoot the film. She's like, well, she's never seen it. So if we stay far enough back, she won't recognize that it's us. And then they give it, give the video to her. It turns out she gives it to her nephew and his friends uh, Mm -hmm. who were a bunch of local uh, hoodlums of sorts. Um, It's some trouble youth. They show up. They think they're going to get their asses kicked. turns out they really like it and they want more. And that's what snowballs this whole idea uh, and creates this this whole situation. And the uh, next I, movie they did was Rush Hour Two, I believe. Rush yeah, Hour sure. Two. I do yeah. want to throw in real quick the last yes. thing about the Ghostbusters
1: thing is their their resolution on how to handle shooting a night scene. Oh my
0: god, yeah. During yeah. The yeah. Day, <laughs> how many just, times did you
2: did we do that like
1: as well? Like, yep. Where you just flip the negative button, except they have they realized that you know most stuff is black. Jack Black's white, so they photocopy their faces. It's I I lost it. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I I almost forgot entirely about that bit. Um, I think just watching all. I think that's the thing that's so interesting about any sweeted media is like i'm not here to watch or no one's here to watch the remake we're here to watch the ingenuity
2: of the bits
0: Mm -hmm. and not only that like to see what somebody thought were the most important elements of a film and then recreate it and do simultaneously trigger our nostalgia like oh my god yes that scene and then see how they recreated it it's like yes i can see what they did but man is that clever um Mm -hmm. and but yeah, that's it's. Um, I don't have a transition. No. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> no, I. I was really um,
2: impressed with the. Um, <laughs> as well as the people watching the, the suited films or whatever, but I was really impressed with the ingenuity and things that totally would have been possible for you know somebody, kids or whoever with a camcorder making a movie to to pull off and. Oh yeah. Um, this I thought it was movie... very real to that concept. It might not have been real to like, the timetables, necessarily, or things like that, but it was very real to the concept and the heart that goes into something like that. So.
0: Well, this movie, I think, does a good job of, like, showing people that you can still do these things. It doesn't have to be big budget. doesn't have to be, like, I don't know, like, there's, like, Avengers-style fucking whatever, uh, CGI. You can just have fun with filmmaking with the smallest thing, and a lot of the things that your guys are talking about with your own like connecting back to your youth, is Eric as mm-hmm. a filmmaker, is Joe being part of that process, and even my own memories of that one summer of me trying to do that stuff because I wanted to be a filmmaker. And at one point, it's just like that's what this movie does such a good job with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, is building up on that st- nostalgia. I will say though. It isn't the strongest narrative No I was gonna <laughs> It it's paced a little odd. It is. I mean and it has some odd bits into it. Um like getting to Demagnetizing Jack Black with a stream yeah. of CGI urine. Which was funny but weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I kinda like that stuff. That that wasn't the when I was talking about the pacing, like there's a the middle portion kinda almost runs out of steam. It does, but it, yeah. It, but it doesn't. But the that kind of stuff, the Jack Black like, getting electrocuted at the beginning, you know, all Funny. upside down and shit. Yeah. It, I liked how that was in the beginning, very early on, because it kind of gave you the... And there were a few hints at it earlier, that this kind of film is, is going to be a little strange. There's going to be yeah. more of that... Like, you almost need all that suspension of disbelief, because then, like, the timetable in which they're turning around the suited films... You know, negligible right. yeah. compared to yep. the radioactive urine or
0: magnetized urine or whatever. Um, I did get a kick of when he walks past when Jerry walks past the the video camera when he first comes to the store and our our view gets fucked with it, like that kind of yeah, fourth yeah. wall kind of break. Yeah, times. I like that. Yeah, but then it, I, the movie kind of stops doing that stuff. Yeah,
2: it I do focuses. think that it does it. I do think it. I don't know if it's necessary. But I think it does set a tone for the movie, and that's that's good. I'm not sure everything we we get in the first 20 minutes of this movie is necessary. Like I feel like we can get to this point without all the kind of like silly like conspiracy theory Jack Black stuff and the um, breaking into the. I, he has to get magnetized. They have to erase the tapes somehow. I mean that's it's it's a means of getting to that point. But the movie shifts totally quite tonally a bold creative so... decision to go the route that it did. Yeah. yeah. And it shifts tonally so hard after that first 20 minutes that then it becomes this very, like... Kind like of hard. Funny and clever yeah. uh, tribute to, like, independent... Like, no budget. Like, what people would call, like, trash filmmaking. And, like, you know, um, just camcorder out there just making it happen. Um. So, yeah, it's just, like, this, this really, really... You know, nostalgic and filmed with a lot of heart, and it's like that first twenty minutes just almost doesn't fit onto that whole into that puzzle very well. Um, So I had a little trouble like getting into it. Once I was in, once I got through that and like figured out what this movie was really going to be all about, I was I was totally on board. I I enjoyed it a lot. But getting to that point was a little a little bumpier. I'm not going to say it was bad
0: necessarily. I like I never wanted to turn it off, but you can feel the. Can be jarring. Like to yeah. like, I could watch the first half of the movie if the, the whole movie was like that, and I, mean, I watch the other half of the movie if it was its own thing. But mm-hmm. Having it combined, it's not that it's a horrible thing. I like. I might be biased. I do enjoy the film, mm-hmm. but it. I can't deny that there is an odd change in tone. Um, but not the worst thing we ever fucking watched. That's for sure. Oh no, no, I no. definitely. Honestly, and, and I'm
1: not trying to make excuses for for something. But honestly, I think in, in most films, yeah, the pacing on this being kind of weird, that kind of beginning that almost feels like it's going to be a drama in a way, like a quirky drama, and then it shifts, yeah. and there's all that. That kind of plays in with the whole, like, avant-garde jazz theme. That's a good point.
0: It just, yeah. it, it does
1: yeah. kind of ebb and flow, but it, it does so in a way that still, it still leads you into the next stage in a way that, you know, it's yeah. not as off-putting as I've seen in other movies where like the editing is just really bad you know where it's like there's a bad transition like when we talked about uh, Ryan when we reviewed The Gate there's a couple of like just really bad cuts like yeah, right there in is. the middle of something, There's just um, no reason. Yeah, like you you couldn't have held on that shot for three seconds longer, or two seconds longer, just to
0: make it a little smoother. Nope, boom. Like you have to hold on to your neck from the whiplash. Yeah, this oh, shit. this
1: I didn't feel like the the odd transitions in this in tone were that much whiplash because they kind of just like jazz. It kind of leads into the next and it builds and it. But it that could just be me reading into it too much. I don't know. I mean yeah. I'm
0: just mainly trying to play devil's advocate as the sure. moderator of this round, so truth yeah, be told, and, I'm not and actually I feel like bothered by this. Three quarters of the
2: film are is uh has a lot of heart and I feel like that doesn't and I know obviously in the first bit you're still getting to know the characters, you're getting to set up the situation. Like I said, it's obviously not even the worst offender. You know that we've ever no. talked about in this regard but it just it is a little bit different noticeable and i could see where yeah. somebody would be like oh this is not for me and it would be unfortunate because they wouldn't yeah. get to the stuff that like probably is for them it's the reason they would have rented it or whatever turned it on in, in the first place um yeah that's just it's a little th- bit uh yeah they also put all that stuff about the the uh fat swaller stuff which is great i think that that sets the tone more for the movie than the you know kind of silliness and the first few minutes as well but right
0: because that actually leads to the good segue of this part is um so the conflict now at this point in the in the movie is that they do get a cease and assist because they did shoot these films and they did a uh, lot of them (laughs) they did a lot of them on the original vhs's uh which are covered by the federal you know fbi like whatever and um even though Jack Black's character Jerry goes like, "Yeah, but we erased those bits, so Okay, yeah, we erased those tapes." <laughs> yeah, but they get destroyed by steamroller. That's Copyright. when Sigourney Weaver's character comes in. Uh, they get all all the merch, all the everything. Uh, and there's also again, the, they're the main the kind of the B plot here is like they're trying to save the store from de- demolition, and they were making all these films and doing all these things, um, only for it to be just ruined. Uh, and all the money that they raise go towards the fees, uh, being done, uh, about this. So what, what they decided to do is like, we're going to make our own thing based on, uh, f- um, fat swallers, fat swallers. I was going to say fat swallows oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that wasn't right. And I was like, for the life of me, uh, but yeah, fat swallers, uh, life, like based on a lie. Mm-hmm. that uh donnie glover's character uh, uh mr fletcher used to tell uh mike growing up about this was his home you know to make him there was that again that heart element of like well you grew up here it was a rough bit and i just wanted to make you feel like it was good and he goes like well why of all people that person he goes, because because he, d- he he lived a happy life and i wanted you to have one And there's that theme there, that like heart again, that this movie just fucking pulls out Mm -hmm. um, and does a good job. So they all band together, uh, the whole town to make a documentary, and they're like they lean into the fact that this is a lie, uh, so they go even even further into it, but uh, and mention all kinds of random shit. So every person that they interview in the town makes up their own factoid and they throw it together in a film with the town folk which was one of the coolest fucking yeah primarily and and again it it fits
1: in with the rest of the theme of the film where it's like make your own movie well in this case make your own history right Mm -hmm. which is you know is a
0: you're in control not of your history, right? Yeah, <laughs> have
1: control. Yeah, not, not a thing that I normally uh, would endorse. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, nowadays, yeah. that's the one theme that's that doesn't kind of, really work this, out this, as well. The movie's a bit dated in, in its, you know, naivety. Yeah. Um, the
2: negative implications of that are... Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I, I like the theme of it where it's like, in this case, especially, again, going back to the jazz thing, you know, okay, you're going to make up a history about this jazz player okay yeah and you're just gonna let it you're gonna throw it together and it's gonna work and it's gonna be all over the place and yeah
0: you know, it kind of it, it fits the jazz you know, theme that you pointed out earlier
1: a million times because it's yep. you know, there it's, um, it's, it's 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 I I'm amazed how it's present in every single
2: or all of these different aspects of the movie yeah yeah and you
0: Eric you got any thoughts on it
2: um on the uh, jazz and improvisational aspect. Yeah, the final,
0: the third act, I suppose.
2: Um, the third act is really, really pulls it all together nicely. Like the the first act is odd, but it gets you introduced to the characters, and you know, eventually it works. I griped about it a little bit, but it's fine. The second act gets you into like what you what you showed up for, seeing these guys remake all of the the little you know movies and you're getting you're getting nice little montages of all these famous movie moments and that they're recreating uh using micro budget special effects and 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 all that and the third act is when we really swing into like the the heart of what the movie is really all about and not only do we get you know resolution from from our characters and we these relationships and everything and it's kind of it kind of has you in a weird place. Like I couldn't have seen myself this emotionally invested in these people when this movie started because yeah. they're just kind of obnoxious. And, um, but also I, I really feel like this is where it becomes obvious that this is a, like kind of a love letter to those stupid little movies we all made when we were kids or just like running around with the cameras and that, that raw creative ingenuity. And then he and then on the back of that. He ties that into, into jazz in a way. And he ties it into this community aspect of everything um yeah I think it's really cool the way every the the community gets involved in making this Fats Waller movie that they they uh create at the end of it and it's all based on you know this this white lie this innocent lie that he you know told Mike that uh kind of a lie of comfort yeah yeah and I don't know it's it's just uh it ends up being a really like kind of heartwarming and wonderful movie about a bunch of different things, but mainly the what what appealed to me about it the most is this: it just the nostalgic aspect, and also that it just kind of brings out what I love the most about, you know, no low budget movies, <laughs> like no. the people out there giving their blood, sweat, and tears to just kind of create something as a community, because it's always a community effort, no matter what your community is, just the people helping you, you know, put something together. And, um, yeah, I think I think everybody, whether they're, you know, at, at the point where Michelle Gondry was in his career making this, whether you're Steven Spielberg, whatever, you were all of them were one day were the little kid running around with the movie camera, you know, making their toys, you know, toy UFOs fly over their toy dinosaurs and all this stuff. So Making um, Lego stop motion. Yeah, yeah no, that's right. So that was <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think all, all of us were there who ever had a, an interest in movies or a creative interest in doing anything with cameras or photography or uh, whatnot. So um, yeah, that's... yeah. So it kind of hits you like with with that. And I suppose that's all nostalgia too. But yeah, it's just a like wonderful little love letter to that. So it redeems most of my gripes from the first act for sure. Um, and I, it ended up by the point when it, it brought it all together at the end. I I really really liked this move or movie and what it what it did with everything so might lose yeah. a couple of points for not getting us there a little faster but i don't know <laughs> i mean
0: it's a slow burn it does it yeah. has a i will say it does maintain uh a constant with the comedy it does yeah throughout the film because even in the final act as all this stuff is going on they still find some bits um mm-hmm. like the jack black face Jack Blackface. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was just going to bring that up. I, got, I, got a note about I that. have a oh, note
2: about that, too.
1: Yeah. Just, it. I what I loved about that little gag was so far throughout the film, if I remember correctly, they didn't really They did go, Boys in the Hood, too. They did so. Boys in the Hood, but they didn't do... Blackface. Blackface no, for
2: that. It was only that one,
1: it the was Fat that Swaller one, thing. Yeah. And that's like the only joke that's kind of like a race joke. I guess kind of the the ghostbusters copy machine thing sort of is but not really this is the first like where it's like dealing with a race issue and the way it's, it's so it's just a little random gag that's thrown in there it's because this movie really uses a lot of different comedic styles you have slapstick you have um you know like wisecracking stuff and then you've got this one off race joke which is really great <laughs> yeah. Just he's like, "What? What's the big deal?" <laughs> when but but, but I'm him Danny Glover fat. has to take but him outside, and makes you see him. <laughs> yeah, when he takes him outside,
2: you see Danny Glover like off off audio. Just, just like <laughs> Danny Glover, just very calmly walks up and goes, "Walk outside with me. We got to talk about something." Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's like okay, just, you can't be doing. That. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was really funny, and um, to make that joke, and make it to where it was work i I don't want to say comfortable i almost said comfortable that's not really what i mean but make it work as a joke and like it's like okay and and to make it see it wasn't like ill i don't know ill-spirited at all it wasn't laughing at um one thing i did notice and what i wrote down was like i I could still tell that we this wasn't 100 percent all the way to 2022 this movie because we had this this wonderful little moment with the blackface joke and that, you know, made it the point I needed to make and, and and say something about that. But we were still totally okay with Jack Black impersonating Jackie Chan for a while and doing a pretty uh Yeah. <laughs> you can so see like, like okay. the borderline of
0: like him trying not to do it, but also kind of doing it with the yeah. bamboo very strong. And then he squints. Yeah, you know.
2: so you know, and just you know, I give it credits where it credits due. It wasn't it wasn't like terrible, but I'm like, eh, they have this scene to kind of point out that, you know, blackface is a bad thing, but Jackie, the Jack Black, Jackie Chan impression was still in
0: the movie, so. I think it, it's, but. I think they try to get away with it, for, for, with the fact, I think they can get away, because it is just the two people at this time. Right. And you got the, and like, who's gonna play uh uh Tucker. That's all I could think of.
2: Yeah oh chris tucker yeah chris tucker's
0: character uh and it's like yep it has to be most deaf most definitely has to be (laughs) most deaf it's
1: well just having having being familiar with most deaf's music and you know a lot of the stuff that he's written and performed and stuff it's interesting like especially well danny glover too like the yeah they're usually really on on top of that like i can't imagine that yeah. any jokes went through this that were related to race that were recognized as related to race um that they wouldn't have approved of doing or being in a movie where what's going oh, on sure. um yeah. so it is interesting that the the kind of asian stereotype slipped
2: through because yeah. they yeah apparently at least two people looked at that and said yeah yeah, well and 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 not that this is okay or anything but i do think at this period of time as well as we've talked about this with movies in the 90s like it was still socially acceptable for that joke Mm -hmm. to be made the asian the asian stereotype jokes they're all over the place in movies (laughs) yeah and um it, it had been, not that, the, not that, you know, black stereotypes weren't all over the place in movies at one point, too, because they were, but we had moved past that by this point. We hadn't quite moved past where, you know, when yeah. we realized that those that could be a hurtful joke as well, so. Yeah.
0: Right. I will say that the movie does uh, in a moment, when they're trying to do the uh, sweeted version of Driving Miss Daisy, uh, the first cut with yeah. Jack Black and Mo <laughs> uh that yeah. Mike, Mo Def's character, uh. Shows that he struggles with the movie, that he's just like I never really got it, and it's because of the condescending white woman. Yeah, and then the whole fucking lines like "Can't you read?" Oh, and all that <laughs> shit. Check back and just loses it and hits him.
1: God. Well, and it that's that's a, a a little message that's a bit ahead of its time because it feels like mm. only the last couple of years people have started recognizing movies like Driving this Daisy. It's like, ah, oh, you know, they're really not as charming if you think about them. Yeah. As as everybody thought they were when it was winning Academy Awards. Actually I was I was very surprised and I haven't seen the film, but I was very surprised that the book the movie Green Book um no. won an Academy Award when it did. Really? Wow. Okay. And I haven't seen it so I don't want to pass judgment, but just knowing what it's about and
2: just looking at the premise. It's kinda of like, yeah. Yeah. Green Book's nah, a perfectly perfectly good movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's 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 essentially the same... It's got the same problem Driving Miss Daisy has. It's, yeah. So. so, I was
1: kind of... You know, that, I like that they brought that up in this... Yeah. Years yeah. before people started yeah, actually talking time. about how that is odd.
0: It is. It's very... Um, and to see Mos
1: Def get really upset about it was like, yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> with, with his
0: with his uh, uh, freckles. Yeah. With his <laughs> fake freckles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah uh, we got the real end and the Daisy that we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Must have beaten up Jack Black. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs>
2: yep. If he would have just clocked her, it might have been a bit better <laughs> ending, but Well then they do
1: the actual version when they when they sweet the film where it's it's Danny Glover and, and Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow so yeah. That, you
0: know, yeah. That works. Which Mia Farrow's character is just talking over yeah. him a little bit. <laughs> um. So I got one last factoid to bring up about this, and then we can carry on to final thoughts. And Graydon, uh, is that this? Uh, for a very brief time, apparently, because I can't. I'm having a hard time finding it now. But this had a website in which they showed all of the Swedish films that they did. Oh, really? Like in it, their entirety. Yep. <clears throat> um. Not only is that. that Has that not
2: found its way onto, like, a special features DVD or something like that? It's
0: not on mine, no. Bummer. Uh, But they say at the end of the movie, as the credits roll, that they say, like, check out the website. Uh, And I tried to today, and it seemed very suspicious, so I got away from it as soon as I could before it fully loaded, because it seemed weird. And it was one of those situations where it kept... Didn't really want me to leave, and I'm like, that's when I want to leave harder. Yeah. Um... (laughs) But, and I was trying to find if there was other places, and I, I, it was the same thing I can Reddit, people trying to find, from like 14 years ago, but people trying yeah. to find uh, the Sweden films, but they also have I suppose it's
2: probably a rights nightmare, with all the, they probably have you know, the same I mean, problem they literally have in the movie.
0: Yep. Yeah. But it was, it, it's unfortunate, because what the, because, uh, oh, he also did a, he also has a YouTube channel. As well, but uh, the the thing is, like they are below thirty seconds. But the whole the whole basis behind this was that he, uh, Michelle uh, Gaudry, uh, encouraged people uh, to make their own sweeded films, and then they would post it up on the website. So it wasn't just the stuff that they did, but also what fans did. Um, uh, and Michelle actually also did a, a sweeded version of the trailer for this movie. Yeah, I've seen it. And it's, that. On, it's on YouTube, <laughs> uh, which is funny. He plays all the characters, uh, and that was great. Um, but, you know, it's just, again, playing with this, like, like this director not only made this film about filmmaking and about how anyone could just, just go and make a film, but also uh, encouraged it to the point where it's just like, do your own thing, and we will be a platform in which people can see it. And then ultimately, like so many years later like 14 years later have it where uh it we assume that the same issue occurs where copyright infringement just destroyed it yeah uh and we see that still it's just like this idea that like who owns an intellectual property um and after a while one has to argue like well the people who consumed it at this point the people who have made this a part of their culture their life their 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 memories their happiness like and who want to become part of that and the idea of just certain few like we have no say in this mainly we have no profit in this so we're just gonna kill it um mm-hmm. it's kind of always a sad thing but we can we continue on i don't know anyways what do you guys think about that bit?
1: um i i wasn't aware of that but I, again i vaguely remember people suddenly starting to make you know what a, I remembered watching this what a sweeted movie was and I remember the references to why um yeah but I mean I feel like that's most of what's on YouTube or a lot of what's on YouTube now anyway it's just and a,
0: TikToks now
1: at this point point TikTok yeah yep. um oh gosh yeah but that's a really kind of cool marketing uh but it's it's also it is really driving home the point of the film yeah. Right, it was just to mm-hmm. make your own. As Lloyd Kaufman said, make your own damn movie. Um, yeah. So, and and the way that they, going back to you know what they do at the end with the Fats Waller pseudo documentary, um, really captures that too. Uh, and it's it's been really neat how you know this came out in two thousand eight, and now we look back at it from twenty twenty two, and fan films. On social media, on YouTube and TikTok and stuff, are really quite good nowadays. Like, there's some really high quality. There's some stuff where people are doing it just like this, you yeah. know, glueing shit together and screwing around with you know their phones. But the fact yeah, that your that's the phone real now, deal, right there. I yeah. mean,
0: honestly, those are the ones I enjoy the most. Yeah, but, the fact yeah. that the fact that
1: your phone now has a camera better than what they were using in this movie is is interesting. So. It's a yeah. bit prophetic, in a way. But
2: you know, I think I think we're better off with it. The camera your phone has now is better than the camera they used to shoot. The camera they used to that's shoot. That's true. <laughs> so. Yeah, with
1: the right lighting. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I was I I didn't know
2: all that, but that's that's pretty cool. It just kind of adds to my enjoyment for this. Yeah, I I also had no idea. I saw the thing at the end of the credits that said there was a website. Uh, I didn't actually go check it out, but. Um, didn't know they were posted in their entirety, didn't even know they made all of them in their entirety. The Ghostbusters one's really the only one we see most of in the film because it's the first one they do. Yeah. And uh, the rest of them we just kind of see bits and pieces, greatest kind of greatest hits montages. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It speaks to the power of what 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 this movie is all about, and it's making that, that just kind of raw creativity, making these little movies that, you know, we all made so yeah
0: uh any final thoughts
2: i wanted to talk real quick about pizza squibs because i thought that was awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so anyone listening doesn't know what a squib is it's a, a small explosive device they use in movies to like simulate somebody getting shot with gunshots usually like blasts blood or or smoke or a combination of the two uh, they they obviously in this movie don't don't have those but they do have firecrackers, and for fake blood or blood spots on things they were using a pizza and like with, I think in one spot in one section with the cheese removed so it's just like you know tomato sauce on a crust kind of uh, yeah. spot left over behind the yeah it was hilarious so with the same I kind of it.
0: jump cut where they they shove it underneath yeah there isn't like an extended like deleted scene for their boys in the hood thing where they yeah. did that a lot and they had and like the a pizza f- they had a pizza <laughs> and a football as a replacement for a head I don't know, it was very interesting
1: um,
0: you got anything Joe um there's a really cool
1: cut or shot during the montage when it's like you see all the titles scrolling up the screen of all the movies that they're making all the suite of movies they're producing and it's it's showing how they're making some of those yeah and it it's it's made to look i'm sure it's not there's a few areas you can tell it's been digitally cut but it looks like one continuous like, like shot. a one
0: shot yeah
1: and it's really really cool um i'm sure some of that was practical
0: yeah, oh I, yeah, yeah no all of it everything michelle godry does if i, he I was do just saying practically he does
2: i'm guessing it probably all was like they mm-hmm. actually probably it probably it's, really was even it's the magnetic really... urine. Yeah, it's Jack a Black re- is really dedicated. It was a really
1: neat shot. Um, I the the whole idea of the uh, you know all these sweeted films being available somewhere out there. By the way, uh, reminds me of the the Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez team up for Grindhouse. Where mm-hmm. if you went and saw the double header in the theaters for the Grindhouse movies, they did all the trailers in the middle, which were absolutely oh, hilarious. And, and one of them, Machete, actually went on to become a feature length film. Yep. Um, but it, yeah, it just kind of reminded me of that. No, overall, um, I guess if we're getting into grades. Um, sure, I, sure, yeah. yeah. I, I, so this was my first time viewing, and it's always strange when there's a movie you really, really wanted to see, you know, how, how many years ago now, oh, Jesus? Um, Came out in 08, so yeah. like, a long time. Yeah. More math, and I feel like subtracting. Either. I think anyway, about fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, years. around that. <laughs> yeah, um, and I finally get around to, around to seeing it, and I'm enjoying it just as much as I'm pretty sure I would have back then. Awesome. Yeah. I I really really liked this one. I thought the script was good. It's goofy when it at times, but it works when it's not. Um, it never goes too far into the kind of ridiculousness. It it never gets too annoying, and with Jack Black, it's always you got to be careful. <laughs> um, but it works really well. Um, I've I've mentioned the jazz stuff a lot, but that really jumped out at me, um, and yeah, brought me back to making movies like this. I'm I'm giving this one a solid A. Really
0: cool. loved it. How about you, Eric?
2: Nice. Um, it was a little clunky getting me into it, but I ended up there, and I was totally on board for what it ended up doing. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to, like, go through all of my long um, diatribe about, you know, movies and, and just growing up, with that connection that I made with it, but also that I think it's a love letter to independent cinema. Uh, I already said that, went through that whole thing, like, twice, so I won't do it again, but, um, yeah, I just really liked that aspect of it. I really thought it, it pulled it all together and took this, like, kind of weird, quirky kind of setup and made it work it probably shouldn't have like all the pieces um but yeah it, it, it was it was one that i would wanted to see back in the day too and um i yeah i think i ended up enjoying it quite a bit as well i'm not sure i'm gonna go a territory because i do think it's got a little bit of a it's it's got a rough entry point to it to the point to where i actually worry that there are some people that this movie eventually would speak to that might not make it through the first portion of it um so but i'm only going to knock a couple points off that i think it's definitely a b plus movie for me it's just i don't know it's got a lot of heart and it's speaking to so many nostalgic things for me that it's uh very very enjoyable
0: cool yeah this this film i felt um nervous about suggestion because it's definitely one where i noticed Like, when I first watched it, I watched it with my roommate at the time, uh, who has been on the podcast, David, and it was kind of tough, because we were the ones who made movies together, so watching this, I definitely knew I enjoyed it more than he did, but I could tell... We enjoyed it for the same reasons, though. It's that that creative uh, endeavor, that entrepreneurship in creativity, if you will, and just, like, not being bogged down uh, by like, by the limitations, but just, you know, making something better because of them, or something entertaining, uh, uniquely of its own because of them, and that really spoke to me, it reminded me of that childhood of making, like, late teens, early adults, making films whenever you can, making anything that you can, uh, so, yeah, this, this movie is difficult to share, because it's just like, I don't know who this is going to speak to, um but you know, so suggesting it for the podcast was uh, kind of a fun experiment for me to see. I kind of felt like it was gonna go in the direction that it did, and I'm glad that it did because it reform reforms that. But this this has like a good balance of its comedy, its creativity, uh, and it's sometimes it's questionable ridiculous moments. Um, but my God, like, again, the ingenuity. Love. one of my favorite bits is seeing how they made the old-timey documentary. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. <laughs> Everything is sweeted, but I didn't think for a second when they did the old film footage stuff how they did it until they showed in the movie. Like, have a fan that, yeah. and have the strings go up front. And I'm like, oh my fucking god! And then they have, like, the record player, like, below for the music, and it's just this giant cart that they're using as their uh, camera. <laughs> Um, and I think, like, all of that just reminded me of, like, all the, like... I forgot to mention, like, in high school, I made... I was in a film appreciation course. And we tried to remake uh Five... What was it? Five O'Clock High or something shit like that? Three O'Clock? I don't know. It was some, like, 80s high school movie where a kid was trying to avoid a bully. Um, And it was a weird moment where i was tasked with being the lead character um and i would never had that experience in my life uh and being surrounded by like my peers in high school and have to do this and finding out that i and another student um we were the ones who were good at recreating these weird sweeted scenes trying to recreate this stuff and that's <sighs> this movie just has a lot of good feels and i'm ranting and i'm going down the nostalgic fucking tube uh this uh i have to give a fair a minus i would say a but i have to acknowledge there is some bits that this might not work for some people but fuck i suggest it heavily uh that's definitely if you're a filmmaker or anybody else out there who wants like who remembers those days of being a creator and they want to have that feel good this movie's perfect for them um yeah cool I'm done. Yeah, I give I, the I, reins I, to somebody I, else. I do want yes. to mention
1: briefly is that how well I think this movie fits with what you know. We always talk about like the goal of the podcast and what we try to do, which is reviewing movies yeah. from a, you know that are kind of forgotten. And mm-hmm. this is just—it's almost like a poster child. It feels like in a way, um, you, you
0: have no idea how much pride I feel. You, at you this know, in the it's so. like, yes yeah,
1: it's—it's it's about remembering movies and. You know, the love. The distilling yeah. down the bits of it, the, a
2: love for film and it's stuff that's forgotten. So this was the perfect time to review this because yeah. it's been forgotten. And this movie itself has kind of become a forgotten movie that all yeah, of us been oh, yeah. interested in exactly. seeing at one point. And yeah, so yeah. so kudos, Ryan. I, I tip my hat to you. Thank
1: you for uh, Thank recommending you. this. It's good and yeah. um also would like to know what any of our listeners think of Be Kind Rewind. Have you seen this one? We didn't mention where it's available. Currently it's available for rent on I think Amazon, Apple and uh, a, a few other And for uh, a courses. dollar
0: and VHS down by uh, old uh Be Kind Rewind. And Yeah, just yeah. just it right, like rent it. Send us your dollar and we'll send you a copy of uh it may or may
2: not be this or a sweetened version that yeah. we come we put together, but yeah.
0: Maybe that's what we have to start we'll doing. Send it on we BHS. have to start doing sweeted versions of the movies <laughs> that we review for a dollar on our Patreon. Yeah, I was going so to say, there's the, the Patreon. Due to geography, we have to shoot them all
2: via webcam, too, so that's going to that be, be real fun. So. Be Eric used to be a timely, director. So very timely. <laughs> well, we would love to
1: know what uh, what you think of of this one, and please feel free to send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms too the video junkyard podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at video junk pod, as well as find us on Instagram or Facebook at our main video junkyard podcast page. If you write it, we'll read it and we look forward to hearing from you.
2: And if you like what you hear and want to uh, consider giving a small donation to help us keep creating these podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash video junkyard podcast and become a member of the video junkyard podcast family it comes with all sorts of perks, including uh, getting to vote on what we watch on the show and, uh, uh, also, a plethora of exclusive content. Um, we will, yeah, we would like to thank, like we do every week, our current members of the Video Card Podcast family, Scott Stewart and Tony Rodriguez. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. And uh, we appreciate your help of uh, helping us put this show together. Mm-hmm. So, um,. Even uh, if whether you're donating it or not, I hope you uh, will consider coming back and joining us. Got lots of great stuff coming up on the podcast next week. We're going to watch The Borrowers. So it's a John Goodman family film from the uh, uh, late 90s, I believe. So um, then we're going to follow it up by an audience pick. We're going to watch The Quiet Earth. And then uh, going to surprise these guys, we'll have to pick something based on this one. But uh, my pick for. Uh, starting off next month is going to be the John Waters film *Female Trouble*, so we'll uh, oh, Jesus. see if we'll <laughs> <interesting. laughs> enjoy that one. So well, we hope you, that you've
1: enjoyed this episode of the Video Junkie Podcast, and we hope that you will join us again for the upcoming episodes. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson.
0: And I'm Ryan Slaski. Saying when you're walking down the street and you see a little ghost. What? What you gonna do about Ghostbusters? What?
2: What? What is that? That's the Ghostbusters theme song. No. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old fan.
0: You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road.
2: Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media, on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast, on Twitter at Video Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Wanna thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.